0: Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast, presented by Fish Hawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. This episode features Captain Jim Steele from Dreamcatcher Sport Fishing, Innovative Outdoors, and Experienced New York Outdoors TV. We're discussing how to film and document your fishing adventure. We also get into Eastern Basin Lake Erie fishing. It's a fun conversation with one of my favorite captains on Lake Erie. Once again, Lance Valentine joins in on the conversation. We start off the show talking about Experience New York Outdoors TV. But you guys do, you've got hunting stuff on there. I've seen a few of your turkey hunts. Uh, just, Just tell us about the show itself.
2: So our concept is we wanted to kind of have multifaceted, we wanted to have the fishing which is a major thing, especially with the charters and then the hunting because that's a love during the off season, which is there is no off season, because we go fishing, hunting, shows. (laughs) So then, (laughs) and then we just kind of keep going through that stuff and, and then we decided to add it with having the couple side of it and... We got into, we've done, like, the wine tasting tours. We went to Lake Placid. We've done maple syrup. Um, there's a, oh. a place out by us that basically, so we saw the whole setup of how they do a serve pancake breakfast and all this other stuff. So we make it a show for everybody, which actually one of the great examples was a friend of mine was, he told me he was sitting there watching the show, which it, it airs Saturday in the Buffalo area. Then on Sunday, Rochester and Elmira. Um, and he was sitting there watching it, and it was actually a turkey hunting episode. So he, his wife walks by, she's like, oh, what are you watching? He's like, turkey hunting Jim's group and everything. So she comes back through, and it was part of the, the wine tasting thing. And she's like, now what are you watching? He's like, the same show. So she sat down to watch the rest of the show. So I'm like, there's our ticket right there.
1: Yeah, that's an experience.
2: Yep. And so that's kind of where it all came, and it's kind of taken off its own little life. <laughs> a little so, bit of work, right?
1: <laughs> so today we're going to talk about filming your adventure and just kind <clears throat> are talking fishing. So if somebody wanted to kind of get started in, in documenting their fishing trips, what's kind of the first step that they should think about doing?
2: Uh, equipment wise, I mean, nowadays you can get into some quality equipment kind of on the lower budget side i mean everybody's walking around with a phone that now i mean with all the the upgrades they're 4k i mean you're you're taking what you would normally go out and buy a camcorder that you could spend five six hundred dollars for you already have one in your pocket um small rig makes a nice frame for it where you can put an external mic external light and buy the whole set for like 170 dollars and basically a lot of guys are using it for close-ups and interviews it has its own little tripod and everything else um gopros uh, you can't beat a gopro i mean they'll take every every abuse to it you set up for the auto capture set it on a on a rocket launch on your your arch your whatever you got and clip it on there you hit it one time
0: it's there recording yeah I, I run a yellow stick on my photograph we mm-hmm. fish fishing the river and goes in the stern light socket and pulls 12 volts and i can film i run a, a 64 gig sd card i can film four days of multiple double trips on that gig never stops. It just pulls the power. My question to you is, one of the issues we have is because of the way those cameras are made, um, sound. How do I capture good sound on a GoPro? I've, I've, got, I've got a GoPro at the back of the boat. I'm up front, 20 feet away. How do I capture is there a way that I capture better sound uh, with a GoPro camera? So the, the
2: newer GoPros, which is basically like, if you're looking at the 9, 10s, and 11s, you can buy the media kit, which has an external, kind of has a microphone built on the frame. Kind of like putting a shotgun mic on, on a regular camera, but then you can actually add an external so you could have a remote, and you could even buy it for your phones now. For $30, you can have a, a remote lapel mic uh, yeah, that I, plugs in for $30. Yeah. I mean, you can go crazy on Amazon now and get all this stuff fairly cheap, and, and that that would be the best okay. way because you have so much outside interference with all everything that's going yeah. on. So you can go on Amazon, look around. There's They got an answer for it. If not, go to eBay. They got it. <laughs> <laughs> it might, might take you a little longer to get it. It's coming from somewhere, who knows, but uh, that's been one of the big things. We just stepped up some of our stuff to uh, to split the inputs for the mic so we can do more of the Paul style channel stuff that. with the multi-channel, like you're saying, with the, the shotguns, multiple angles and everything, so to kind of get rid of a lot of that on the honey side. Our, our worst nightmare is leaf sounds walking through leaves is the loudest thing it, it actually almost seems like it's louder than a gunshot sometimes they're like what did i say oh, like, so. i was there i can't even remember what i said yeah
1: you've got those weird sounds you're hunting just yeah. because you've got so many different things going on but one of the dangers and one of the things you run into all the time uh, if you're going to do a fishing thing is wind you know you're out yeah. there and and it's hard to get away from wind when you're out in the middle of a lake. So, how do you kind of defeat that wind when you're out there fishing?
2: So the old dead cat, which most people—it's just like where'd that come from? Well, if you see it, it explains it. Most I would say dead mouse wind more screen, than you know, windscreen yeah. on it. But that's one of the big things in on the editing side is with good editing. We're using Premiere, so we can actually pull a lot of that sound back out of it. So it it becomes a challenge no matter what you're doing, but. You want to get, I like to get the candid vocals, especially sometimes when you miss a fish with a net. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> because that was one of the other things with our show is we were going to, we were going to have the failures. I I missed the big buck, had a failure with, it was me. I thought it was a gun. It was me. And then we've had misses with the nets and we've had stuff like that. And that's all part of the show. I'm like, I've, I've told everybody that's on it. If you, if you can't have a failure on there, you're not going to be on the show. So <laughs> It's, it's it's the real life. That's what we want to put out there: the fun of it, and sometimes the agony, of defeat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> having having that, that, that dead mouse on there is big. And the other thing I would tell people is just get that mic as close to someone's yeah. face as you can. You know, if I'm trying to shoot you, and my mic's way out here, I'm going to get more wind, less mm-hmm. voice. And yeah. I'm here, I'm going to get more voice, and less wind. So.
2: Well, the uh, advantage with the the. The POV stuff is you can get those close shots. Everybody thinks I have to be back in right. the back corner of the boat. You can be, I can be sitting this close to you, and we can get a good shot. That's, that's like you're saying. You can get close without worrying about, oh, I'm going to miss it, and you're not going to miss it, especially with editing. Now we do everything in 4K, so we can push it out. We can pull it in. So that's, I mean, iMovie, you can get away with just about anything from home, but if you're going to take it to the next level, I mean, So what, what right. software are you using? We are using the Premiere. Okay. So, so
0: is that a product that's a, that a third-party product? Is that something? And basically, it, it's kind of like um, Final
2: Cut. We were using that. The only issue that we had with that was that we couldn't share it with somebody. So if you were working on something and you were like, hey, Jim, take a look at this and see if you can put some music to this or something else, I'd have to do it on your from you, and it, it just kind of ties things up. And now all of our shows have to be closed captioned. So now it makes it easier for us to export it because it's it's too hard for us to sit there and try to do it. Yeah. So you send it out and a couple hours later it comes it, back. Jim
0: makes a great, you know, I hate videos with wind noise. Mm-hmm. Now if you're in the video business like you are, <laughs> good sound will cover for a bad picture. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a good picture doesn't cover bad sound, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it was, our problem is sound,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And I was curious to hear you say Premiere where I can actually kind of, because what I use, I can't work those sound levels. Oh, yeah. Right? I can't yeah. get rid of that background noise. And
2: now, so. like I said, that was one of the things on your cameras, just to split it so you can actually concentrate on what you're gotcha. trying to pull out of it. So you can boost this and back that down.
1: Yeah, that, that's probably the most common question I get. Uh, people want to know what camera should I buy and what software should I use for editing. And Premiere Pro is an Adobe software. It's a subscription. Um, you can go on. It used to be you had to buy the thing. And it was like a thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars to buy it and now you, you it's a subscription software it's about That's, 20 bucks a month yep and the nice thing about that is i mean i used to do buy the, the software and you know three four years down the road you'd have different codecs coming from cameras and it, it would be useless and now you always have the update. you mm-hmm. always have the best and the other thing that would happen is if you're trying to figure out how to use how to do something you go to YouTube. And they would show you how to do it, but, like, that was with a different version. And now when you go to those YouTube videos, they all work because it's everything that you're using is always the newest, latest, greatest thing. So um, if you're really looking for some powerful tools to do editing, I think, especially if you're using a PC, that Premiere
0: Pro is probably right. the way to go. So.
2: Yeah, like you said, now it's it's $20. It, yeah. It's,
0: so what if I want to get a little more professional, right? Let, let's say I want to have some kind of handheld actual camera. Okay. Um, and do that stuff. Where is kind of my budget? Um, you know, do I need to spend 5000 bucks? Can I get into a camera at 400 Um, You know, kind of where is that budget to have something that, that a guy can come up and take a close-up? And, it, the, you know, we can film We can film our own adventures yeah. kind of as a TV show. Where's, it, that, where's that limit at?
2: It depends on how really you want to get into it for the clarity. The big thing is, like, color clarities and stuff like that. The cheaper cameras wash it out. Okay. You get more pixels. I mean, for a thousand dollars you can buy a fantastic camera but the thing is if you're looking to do i mean you can run a quality show with a thousand dollar camera it's going to be a better show with a three thousand five thousand whatever but for the uh, everyday guy for a couple hundred dollars you can get into like i said a cell phone's 4k Right. Yeah, so i mean nowadays even like when we're airing our tv stuff we're filming in 4k so we can manipulate the, it before we put it out there most of the that actually being broadcast is 1080 and a lot of them are 720 so we're taking that big thing and crunching it right down so really the quality of it you even put it on a show you don't really need it i mean if if i put it at the seminar i actually showed a difference as as we were doing the video i was like that's the gopro this is like we have a, a 20 series and the g50 is an incredible camera and now we just went to a mirrorless which is like night and day but you could actually i could point it out and the people that were sitting there looking they're like I don't I see, see any that, difference. That. And I'm like, but that's for, it depends on how far you want to get into it. And and I think you, you start out, I'm always, even like fishing gear, you don't start at the bottom. You spend the most you can on that thing, like I said. So if you're going to buy rods and reels, what are you going to spend money on, the rod or the reel? Right. You're going to buy a gun, you're going to spend money on the gun or the scope. So that's the main tool you can pimping out all you want with everything else but but you don't have a a good yeah that's
0: fine
2: most people 400 500 you can get into something really decent if you wanted to push it thousand dollars you out of the box you can get everything you wanted to do with it it just depends on how far you want to go and i just tell people get something because i'm not going to use it once you have one and you get the kind of creative thoughts going like you look at stuff like oh that's cool well now when you video it and you take it home you're like that was really cool so now you start getting those ideas kicking in your head like
1: well that's what i wanted to get to next we have been talking a lot about equipment software and all that stuff and those are nuts and bolts things Mm. but what we're doing really is we're creating art Mm. you know we're not we're not working on an engine we're creating art and i think that that creation part and the idea part is really the part where a lot of people kind of fail at you know they can go out and film their buddy reeling in a fish, but how do we tell that story and how do we go into the day? You know, obviously you don't know what's going to happen. That's the tough part about doing hunting and fishing videos. Maybe today you're going to shoot a giant buck, maybe you're not going to see anything. Maybe you're going to shoot a doe, maybe you're going to catch small fish today and you're not going to catch the big one, you know. so But you still have to have some kind of pre-production, some sort of plan going in. So how do you come up with the ideas to start building a story? So it's not just a video of Lance reeling a fish. I and mean, that's, I guess, would be fun the first time. But after yeah. that, we're like, all right, we're tired it's of seeing that and B- tells the story.
2: B-roll is the biggest thing. It's just, you go out there with the idea, we're going to go fishing with Lance today. So pretty much you start out with, we show up at the dock, okay, walking down the dock. And then kind of a little tour on the boat and whatever else. And then you just keep building it from there. And all that stuff, you might only use 10% of it. You might not even use it at that time. The next time we go out, we could maybe use some of it. And we're hoping for the big finale
0: payoff, right?
2: But sometimes that buildup is the whole story, like kind of like a deer hunt. So when you shoot the big buck, that's the finale. But like you're saying, it's building all the way up to there. Like, what did you go through? Like all the gear and everything else. The okay, at the Detroit River. If you've never been to the Detroit River that's what i want to show like i don't want to show okay so we went out there and we didn't see the sites and everything else so as we're going out there i'm filming everything around there on the way out there giving a little rundown of what we're doing where we're going who we're going with and then what are the sites there and on the charter you're kind of a you're a tour guide not just a fishing guide you're a tour guide yeah, yeah i want to know about yeah. what so what happens at the Detroit River? is that Canada over there (laughs) i'm like (laughs) that's the stuff that that you got to tell the story and it's pretty to me it's it's kind of simple because i'm a i'm a guy that always asks questions so i try to like answer my own questions as i'm i'm doing it so uh,
1: people who tell stories Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you're a good storyteller gonna be doing it you would
2: be fantastic at this i'm
0: trying i'm trying i don't have i don't have any room for hats in my closet i I, I, I gotta get rid of one before i can add another one i think that
1: goes into the story part of it i think uh, people like to see what the boat looks like from not just inside the boat but outside the boat too so how about a drone you guys use a drone
2: that's one of the things that we've messed around with kind of lower level and the the, it's been decent at the pricier side i mean you almost donated yours on on my boat that day.
1: That's just part of the. And that's why I, that, no.
2: that's why I like. That's why I like. The, the, the only thing he's here saying we got to make sure we get the card. Yeah, right. Yeah. But even
1: now, though, so what we're talking about the one that I have is the DJI. Uh, it's the mini. It's the mini Mavic, and it's it's a four hundred dollar drone. Mm-hmm. So if you put it in the drink, it's a bad day, but it doesn't ruin your yes. week, you know.
2: So I've been. Um, that's what I've been looking at. I've been yeah. looking at the pro, and then. Been doing some research on the classic because that's a lot of guys are telling me that's the way to go because it's more stable with the heavier winds. Yep. It's the bigger platform, longer flight time, especially if you deal with winds. So it's kind of that's the only the next step we need to go to. And we've messed around with some of it, and like I said, we're lacking. That's the only thing we're really lacking.
1: Yeah. And the the other thing with that too is DJI as a software. So if you actually did put it in the drink, you've got you've got the video on your phone you can download it I mean, it's it's pretty slick so even if something really bad happened still get your video you'd have to go buy a new drone but you'd have your video but just incorporating those elements and, and we were talking about GoPros and you know those are just fun tools that have a, a different shot Yeah. so if we're out in the boat and we're filming uh, fishing while we're out there you may have that GoPro sitting up high somewhere and you're getting that kind of all encompassing mm-hmm. view but it's also good to have another camera that you can put right in the guy's face yeah. mm-hmm. and if you want to do it on a budget yeah i mean you can get a, a gopro for you know 300 bucks now mm-hmm. and you can get that close-up shot with your phone i'll, I'll make huh? even
0: better i've got four of them from amazon they're called dragons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're 24.99 and they shoot better video than my gopro 8 does
1: yep. Love you. so there you go
0: they take it. They take 64 gig cards, and they are amazing. And I don't mind putting one on the boat without a case, so mm-hmm. I can get the sound right down where I'm netting. Because again, if it goes in the wire, it's 25 bucks. Um, now, is it quality to do a TV show? But for what we do with it, right to edit it and do tips and do things, it, it's awesome. So I mean, even, I, I can buy four of those. Yeah,
2: I mean, even the GoPro. I mean, they're not the perfect thing. Like the eights, nine. I'm I'm running the nine, ten, and elevens. I mean, it's great with the front viewer and everything, but the batteries are horrible. So, they came out with a better
0: battery, and I've been running those, and they're better, but it's... Uh, The thing that I like about the Dragon um, is I'm not committed to GoPro. GoPro video always gave me a problem. Mm -hmm. Always gave me a problem. This is just regular mp4 and away you go so it's a lot easier for me to get into as, as regular long. software yeah. and play well the with, big right? thing is when that price
2: you, you if something happens you're not worried about Don't it care. But i've, I've yeah. messed with other ones and housing break you can't get a new yeah. housing you go to get a battery you can't get a battery yeah. so it's just like that's that's the biggest thing is be able to get if, if something happens repair the parts or just buy a new one so but i mean you could definitely get into it on a cheaper
1: yeah i think for most people that are watching this that are interested in doing this they're not sitting here thinking they want to be the next Jim Steele and have these shows. What they want to do is make a YouTube video. You know, they're, they're going to start there and they, you know, you talk to people all the time. I want to get my own YouTube channel going for fishing, you know? So you're talking about, um, probably some things that are just not quite as involved. And I guess what I would tell people is the best way to do it is to do it Hmm. because you're going to fail. Have fun with it. it. Yeah. and, And it's going to be bad. And, just keep doing it until you get better. So tell me about about what you've done over the last three years and what your show looked like, you know, episode one compared to what it was
2: now. Um. (laughs) We were actually just, we were looking at, because you're your biggest critic. I mean, that's all of us with everything that we do. So it just, and that's kind of what feeds the fire. I mean, it started out as the fun of doing this and it kind of progressed into, was I planning putting it on tv and was i planning on multiple i'm like nope no but it's it's there just like when you first started fishing were you planning on sitting in the seat that you are now i mean it just kind of happens that way and i've always been a person that i still want to keep the love of it i don't want to even if it is a job it shouldn't be that miserable job like i can't wait that even on the charter side the guys that come up to me i can't wait that i can pull the boat i'm like that's a sad day for me yeah i'm like been a long season, but... <laughs> I, I tell people this isn't
0: a job, but there is work to do. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's like where it, I'm at with it, right? So like I said,
2: we started out with kind of lower budget stuff and kind of like the editing stuff. Things weren't 100% in frame. I mean, kind of like you have to get the thought in your head about boxing the frame out to keep people, and especially moving targets yep. when you're following things through, even people walking about basically what where do you put them in the frame? Everybody's like, oh, you sent them in frame. No, you don't. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't know that before. It's just like, oh, it's a camera. You put them in a middle take a picture. It's a video camera. got to be the same thing. It's just like, no, it's not like that. And so as you grow with it, and like I said, YouTube is an incredible, I mean, everybody's a YouTube hero, but there's a lot of information out there that you can just click on your phone. And like I said, especially on the editing side, we're like, we really need to do something with that. And you're like, okay, you're watching video. Yeah. Click, click, click. Like <laughs> So that, that's been, it's kind of a kind of big transition to paying attention to more of the little things um that we were missing before that it was it was good enough before and now those things aren't good enough so so
0: so let me ask you this how much planning goes into shooting a show right so obviously you you got an idea what the show is going to be you know you're going to need some b-roll i mean are you are you you know two months out you're making a list you're kind of running through this um or is it just kind of you're on the boat and you just kind of wing it? I mean, how, how much planning goes into this is what we need to shoot? This is what this is kind of some of the angles I'd like. I want to get this B roll. I and mean, how much of that planning process? So, is so in the
2: beginning, we had basically we had a, just a big stockpile of stuff we had done over time. So, we were picking from it. But then when you look back at it, you're just like, I really don't want to use that. So, now you start getting the thoughts of we need to do that again. And then, like, you critique your own self. So, we do a show. Out of fish in the western basin so now when we went out we did this but we didn't catch kind of so we're out there we looked at the water the whole time we never we're fishing in 15 foot of water and i never looked towards the shoreline and i'm like how did they miss that so i'm like okay that's one of the things next time we go out we're covering the whole view of everything and like went by the lighthouse three times and we only got one picture of it And that was that's like when you came out with us first thing i do we come out we got the old power plant it's it's there. Everybody's like, oh, what's that? And we got a lighthouse right behind it. So slow down, get pictures and everything
0: else. So now, now I'm thinking that way. So so do you? I mean, so do you hit the boat with a with a production sheet and say, hey, I want this shot. This, I, you know, I need these stills. I need these videos. Well, I need these angles. Do you I'm, kind a, of I'm a terrible. I'm a terrible. I know your wife's list. not. I'm a terrible
2: list person. So I, <laughs> which I hear about all the time. Why don't you make a list? I'm like, I have one here. <laughs> but we're getting too old to keep up here. <laughs> so I do okay with it, but um like I said, it's it's one of those things where I I just film everything I can possibly think of. And it, it just you gotta get creative. I mean the, the water level shots are it's it's huge. I mean you, you can just run alongside of it, you, you lower it a foot, it's an entire whole view. You like said I mean it's 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 crazy like to incorporate in the view of it i mean you did it yourself with panning the the, the rods up in the rocket launcher it's just like who thinks of that but when you put it together into a show that's all the pieces like okay there's the gear there's the boat like you said and and now there's the area that you were in the techniques and everything else it's
1: just 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 those angles and, and points of view change changes the whole thing and it was something that when i went to college my professors would say shoot the ordinary thing in an extraordinary way and if Ooh. you go out and you start thinking about that when you're out there like what's a different way to shoot this that i've ever seen before like what's a different angle to get this thing that you don't typically see and those are the things that when someone's watching your video they're like that was that's cool yeah. you know and that that's that's how you keep people watching it, as you i i,
2: I can tell you that that's like that. one of the things like we'll do stuff and then when we get it all set up and we're on and i'm watching it, i'm like that's cool yeah. and i'm like i did that <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like <laughs> didn't mean to it by accident but that's really darn cool
0: they really nice
1: well i'm looking at our bullpen here and our next guest is not here so jim you keep me here for another 12 minutes and let, let's talk you brought up uh, i went fishing with you uh, about a year and a half ago hmm. on dunkirk and i was there uh I think three or four years ago for the school. Let's just talk about a little Eastern Basin walleye fishing for a few minutes here. Um, it's it's a different type of place than what a lot of people think of when they think of Lake Erie. You know, my, my dad from the Chicagoland area, you know, he thought of Lake Erie as kind of that Western Basin. Mm-hmm. That's where he would go to go do it and what you guys do is very different than what you do in the western basin and stuff that Lance does. Uh, tell us about that Dunkirk fishery and what wallet fishing is like up there.
2: Somebody at some point drew lines in the bottom of the lake <laughs> and the fish are the only ones that can see them. <laughs> because I can tell you a certain baits that you can run in the western basin, I couldn't buy a fish in the eastern basin. And it's it's which is funny because you would think with the migration that we have that comes from the western basin we'd be catching those fish on the same exact thing it, it's different so on my mind as they move down they're foraging on different stuff so it doesn't make sense for them to eat the same things down there and it's just like you got to put all the pieces together and shuffle them up sometimes and, but uh ours is kind of different because we can actually hit deep water fairly close offshore so we can actually Coming out, we have we have some shallow water structure, and we have deep water structures. So as we come out, we can mess around with bass. And then we can get into the walleyes that are in the shallow, and then we can get into steelhead, some browns, and push out even deeper. We're getting the deeper water, open water walleyes. And then we start getting into some lake trout, which is, I mean, we can thirty pound lake trout. That when you're trying to catch it on walleye gear is fun. Yeah, a little bit of work, yeah. Huh? Fun, or you're donating gear. So.
1: So. Yeah, you guys have that deep water bite, and when I was there before, um, you know, we were catching, and again, I'm a northern Midwest guy. Um, you know, we were catching walleyes in 80 feet of water, 60 feet down, which seems like for people who grow up or fish where I fish, was like that. That sounds stupid. Why would you even try doing that? But that's the way they are there, and mm-hmm. it's it's a different type of fishing. I think where you'll find anywhere else where you're going to find walleyes Mm -hmm. Um, so just kind of go through like what that program looks like when people are going to want to go out and try to target walleyes in that kind of water
2: our water temperature is a major thing that kind of tells us where we're, we're gonna because we could be fishing I can tell you we've we've fished 100 foot of water and we've fished the first 30 feet and then by fishhawk is is my biggest tool that i, I rely on it, it runs non-stop so we can be fishing 30 60 i mean we've pulled big walleys right off the bottom and to me those those are the guys that they've already had their their cheeseburgers and they want to go down and sit just in the air conditioning on, yeah, just, <laughs> so, on, yeah. so it's just to me it's just you got to be able to transition through it i've had guys that come from out west and and they're like okay where do we go fishing out of i'm like Go out to like 65 feet and start fishing. They're like how deep? Like 25, 30 feet? I'm like, no, they're right on the bottom. Okay, well if I go out deeper, where do I keep running it? I said, well, like the one time uh Greg Lemire comes out, so he's he calls me, he's like, he goes, I did what what you said, I caught an eight pounder. I said, okay. He's like, what do I do with it? I said, are you gonna eat it? No. I said, throw it back. He's like, but that's an eight pounder. I'm like, you'll catch another one. So he goes out, he was fishing a 100, 100 foot of water, 80 feet down, had no clue how to get there, just kept stamping weights on it, trying to figure <laughs> out how to get it down there. He's, I'm like, go deeper, go deeper, because at, at that time, the water temperature, basically the thermocline set up, pushed all the fish down. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing is we, we fish the water. The water temp, we have, I mean, when you guys were there, especially the currents, yep. And, yep. I mean, the subsurface currents are huge there, so it kind of creates highways for, for our fish and, and the bait. For the last couple of years, we've kind of haven't had the big bait school. So we, I kind of fish the the areas that I know that the fish should be there, kind of like waiting. All right. And the bait's going to be there at some point. Uh, we don't have the big bait balls that we used to years ago. We don't get the big migrations. We're fishing more of our our local fish, which I mean, it's still good numbers. We have great hatches. So,
0: I, I think it's a big thing coming from Western Basin to here. First time I fished out here, I fished Dunkirk 2001 in a PWT tournament and. What really impressed me is, is just like Jimmy said, so many options, right? Traditionally on the Western Basin, okay, this happens, this happens, here's where you do. Well, now you've got thermal stratification. You've got wind pushing cold water from the middle of the lake and, you know, 150 feet of water up against breaks. You've got the major break on the middle of the lake. You've got all, it's just a whole, there's so much more when you come over here than the Mm. Western Basin. Uh, Fishing is still fishing, but there's more to pay attention. So there's a lot of different in the movements. There's a lot more um, macro movements as opposed to just micro movements, like there is in the shallow water. So we, we don't. It's get, a whole new game.
2: Like all have a sudden, you, you got to fish where the fish are. So there's the no <laughs> thing there. I'm like, I'm like, I know there's fish there every time. It's just like so. It's a, it's a milk run at, at some point, and some days it's more milk than others. <laughs> I
0: think that's true. I think that's true. So let me, let me ask you this. Uh, you, you, you said this a couple times. It kind of stuck in my head. Um, because we do on the Detroit River. Are there areas and times of year that you go fish and you fish them because you know at some point fish are going to show up there? Mm-hmm. Or are there time and are there other times that you're chasing and you're actually looking for fish to fish as opposed to fishing a piece of structure that you know fish are going to be on? Is that are both of those an option? And does that type of stuff change with the time of year or certain kind of weather when you when you kind of go chase fish or sit on a spot, wait for the fish to come kind of what determines what you're going to do there.
2: So, I could take the easy
0: out and say yes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you can't do that. You got, you got five minutes to go with something better than yes. The
2: so, there are areas that we know, especially coming out of like the Cataraugus Creek, and we, the kind of we call it the second 80. So, basically, as you're running straight out, so you're the, the borderline six miles out. So, pretty much, you're almost fishing out along the border. So, basically, it drops down to 80, comes back up into the 70s, and it drops back down. That's been a spot out there for years. That basically, when that midsummer comes in, right through to when usually when the fish would turn around to head back, that would hold fish out there. And what's funny is I drag camera like cameras on the bottom to see what's down there, what structure, what's holding Stop. them there. There is nothing. And I'm like, I one of those water wolves. I dragged it down and I'm like, I'm gonna lose this thing. I mean, they <laughs> stuck on something. Right put it. In, I'm yeah. like, there's nothing down there. I'm like, there wasn't even like a boulder. It was a rock. And then there was nothing. It was dirt and sand and, and everything else. I'm like, why are they there? And then that's when we started messing around with the with the subsurface currents, and that's a steady flow right through there. So to me, that's a transition area where they're coming through. They're holding up there because the bait's going to come right down through there. They can sit there and put little effort into swimming and just kind of hanging We're out there, waiting come. waiting for it to come, waiting for the waitress to bring the food. So, so to me, that's always going to go to midsummer right through the end of our season. Our structure along the shoreline in spring it always holds, um, and that kind of drops off a little bit during the heat of summer. You got to kind of pick and choose, right? And then we kind of get our off, little offshore of the structure. Uh, we got some deeper water structure, and I think those fish kind of play in and out. I mean, and then we got the Canadian shoreline, which is only t- a couple tail kicks away, and that's just an entire whole different world over there because with all the rocky structure that's that's there. And that's been holding big fish over there for the last couple of years. They're not getting the big numbers, but they're getting bigger fish, and they're all feeding on gobies. Right. So, so now, uh, I mean, after everybody's figuring out what a goby is, and it was a bad thing, now it's a good thing. Now we don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, and <laughs> but we know everything's eating it. And the thing is that you can catch them and, like at first, oh, they won't be deep water. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. and and. and I mean i remember when it was first coming like ontario oh the salmon won't eat them well i went to the big weigh-in and they were dc yeah. was there cutting them open and what was falling out of them and like you might have went out for a steak but if a cheeseburger's in front of you
1: right <laughs> so that's actually jim lemon just posted on here uh he doesn't see huge schools of smelt in the eastern basin like he used to yeah so you're talking about gobies as a forage base uh, how has that changed the fishing i know you've been around for a long time uh, from from the days that? where you had smell, I mean, <laughs> you're old. You're old.
2: Um,
1: just, just that that forage base change, how's that changed?
2: Um, like I said, we used to get the gizzard shad, especially. Yep. It used to we used to get that. That was a migration along with the walleyes. And, and years and years ago, I mean, 1970 Lake Erie yeah. in our end was a dead lake. So to me, for it to flip around to be one of the, the top, yeah, yeah. top five cleanest in in the country is is an incredible thing. And I think everybody's like, oh, we did this. No, no, Mother Nature did it. Let her do her thing. And so we lost kind of that, the shad part of it. And I think part of it was, like Dunkirk, we lost our power plant. So there's no hot water discharge. Buffalo, kind of the same thing. A lot of the factories down there stopped doing hot water discharge. And that was pulling those fish down that way. Everything would follow along with them. So now we lost that. Now we, we had great smelt. That's kind of, we used to see huge schools, even the smelt, and that's kind of, backed off you'll find big pods of emeralds and that's kind of where when i was talking to you that one time about you'll never see an emerald over 35 right, foot i'm right. like come out to where we are and you'll see them su- suspended right, suspended right. 40 feet down in, in 50 feet of water <laughs> i'm like and you're like no those are those are flies i'm like no those are emeralds so it's just it's transitioned through i are like the primary even like feeding on perch and stuff like that it's not as, because that's spiny, that's kind of the secondary that they're going after, so, but there's always something, that was one of the big things I, I was always questioning with the DEC, like, you say these numbers that we're going to have, and it's going to keep growing and growing, that's fantastic, but, but we're going to have the forage to be Take able to support it, it. Yeah. and they said not the preferred forage, but there will be enough, and all that, yeah, yeah. so I don't know if that answered any of it, but
1: well, yeah. <laughs> Jim, we appreciate you coming on, and we appreciate you sticking around, and talking to us and kind of helping us out get through the show here uh, mm-hmm. sometimes people get lost in the show and get talking to people mm-hmm. and they kind of lose track of time and and you help to stick around yeah. and talk with us and it's always good cheer.
2: seeing seeing you guys and it's kind of little little back to normal a little yeah. back a yeah. little back well, we're, to getting normal. There. we're
0: getting <laughs> there we're getting there thanks for listening to the great lakes fishing podcast presented by fishhawk electronics For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.